jobs and unemployment diminishes, we need to arise as a black person. We need to know we are people of value. Now, how do we do that? We need to do that by coming together. This is why the uh, Mango Party is bringing us together so that we, we can network. We can try to come up with solutions. What are the solutions? Putting our minds together. Having a one voice. Because what is happening right now is that we are being brought back to the very place that we was. We have no say. We have no voice. We are being killed left and right. Nobody is talking. Nobody says something. Something that really kills me and something that really puts me under the shock is that even with all the killings, for example, Floyd and everybody else uh, that have gone down the way they have gone down, is that unfortunately, we as African Americans, we are not saying nothing, even in the poor house. We see they are actually used to brutalize our very own. They may be black house, they are used to brutalize the very black person. We need to understand that we need to arise. When we value ourselves, we will not let nobody else devalue us because our value begins with ourselves and therefore it is good as a black man the black woman to arise value ourselves how do we value ourselves by educating ourselves we need to educate ourselves we need to believe in ourselves we need to know that we can accomplish anything that we set our life to do we can reach the goal that we so desire now uh, what we have to do is we have to change our thinking what is our thinking our thinking that we are little our thinking that we are persona and grabbing our thinking that we can amount to nothing we are a powerful people we are a strong generation we are peoples of god and i'm telling you that we will arise we do not have to use violence we do not have to use violence we need to be intellectual people, people who can reason, people who can talk, people who can speak boldly. We do not have to break things here and there. And we should not let other races take advantage of what we're doing because once they break issues or look and break stores, then we as a black people are. Uh, uh, can come to a place that we are told we did it, whereas another race did it. We have to arrive. When we see another race destroying property in the name of uh, of uh, uh, going out there to support the black man, we should stop them from doing it. We should own what belongs to ours. We should stand for our rights, but not in a violent way, because the minute we start being violent, people will not see us as any different as we was uh, almost 50 years ago. But when we arise and realize that we can do things as a group, as a one person, we can be able to move mountains. We can be able to voice and air our grievances, what our grievances. We will be able to say it's no great killings of the black man.
stop the violence, stop the profiling, stop the hatred of the black men. We need to arrive as a people. And when they see that we are one, and one force cannot be moved, therefore they will have to listen. Because right now what is happening, we have been turned against our own self. What, what are we doing? We hate each other. We kill each other on the street. We are classified as drunks, as uh, people who are weak smokers and drug addiction people. Whereas we know we are better than that. That is why I say if we believe in ourselves, then the system will believe in us. But we need to come together as a one. So we need to educate each other. We need to uplift each other. We need to have seminars. We need to take care of our health structures, and the infrastructure, the, uh, the education system. We need to take care of uh, even our old and our young. First of which is very important, that even as our children look at us, let them see a people of value. Because our children look up to us. And if we are out there destroying things, cursing out, uh, doing drugs, doing uh, doing a prostitution, and all these kind of things, our children will take after us. They will not see the value of getting out of the projects. They will not see the value of getting out of the ghetto. They will not see any value in not killing. But when we arise, and when we arise and become one nation, a one nation, then the, the system which has been corrupting us, the system that has been putting us down, we will be able, they will be able to see, wait a minute, they have a voice. We as a black man has to stand up and say, enough is enough. Okay, um, enough is enough. Yes. Okay, um, Apostle Bernard, I got a couple of things I need to talk, share with you and then just, you know, just tell me your opinion on that and then I'm going to let you go, okay? Couple of things. Um, I I believe I I have to say I have to disagree with you a little bit. Okay. No 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 disrespect. I want I want to tell you why. Because you just made that statement about yes you know we need to stay here and fight. Remember you just said that. Uh, about fighting. Um, you know the black man should stay here and fight. You know after. Right. Uh, but, but what I'm trying to say is we have a whole continent that we need to be using our energy to be fighting for. That's all right. I'm saying. Right. Now, we, look, if it was up to me, I would um, I would leave. But before I up and leave America, I want to make sure that I help my brothers and sisters, you know, that's trapped in American ghettos, especially right here in the city of Chicago. That's why I'm trying to do my film. Now, I wouldn't even have to make a film. Um, Apostle Bernard, if um, people that was in my friends list would help uh, get help me get that book on that bestsellers list, but they don't want to read. Correct. You know, so I mean, and my my ebook is only nine dollars and ninety nine cents. You know, I try to keep it down. The price is low. You know, I'm doing that in order to generate capital rather than begging people for donations. Correct. Right. So that that's one issue. So um. Yeah, we uh, as black people, we need to um, build up our economic base 
because that's the only reason that they're doing this to us, you know, those uh, road cops and stuff, because they know they can get away with it, you know? There's no consequences to kill a black man. So that's, you know, look look what uh, happened to um, Eric Gardner. You know, he was killed on a video. And that police officer, he he was acquitted. And he did a illegal, yes, he did a illegal chokehold. So that's what this other, you know, this recent guy that killed um, uh, George Floyd thought that he was going to, you know, get away with. But, you know, a lot of people, you know, it rose up and all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, the system felt a little threatened. So they, you know, want to go ahead and, you know, uh, hold that uh, road cop accountable. But they want things to go back to business as usual, the status quo. But this is the time that we need to unite. Look at what's going on over there in China. Um, Africans, you know, let's say from um, Nigeria, not just from Nigeria, but from any part of Africa, they're being discriminated against, man, against because of the um, Chinese. But yet, look at how Africa is treating the Chinese. They're letting them come over there, um, taking over their economy. That's not cool. So that's how come I say, hey, that's how come I want to bring my uh, Christian business over there, because that's the real battle. The financial, I call them the financial elites. There, that's another. Uh, that's a um, nice way to say. Yeah, it's a nice way of, of saying rather than it's a euthanism rather than just saying rich white man. But that's what it is. It's rich white men that you know control all this stuff. So they're stealing. They're constantly stealing the resources from Africa, the gold, the diamonds, oil. All the natural resources, and that's how come I was, you know, a lot of African immigrants they leave, they're leaving Africa because the governments are failing them. But but when you come in here, all you're doing is um, helping getting America, you're paying your um, taxes and all that kind of stuff to this system. You're so right. You're so right. You're so right. Very well. Uh, because uh, what you're saying is very true. That uh, first off, we need to educate the black man in whatever area uh, right now we are starting out with chicago and i would urge people to support this course because once we educate the black men they will know who they are valued they will know who they are and uh if uh shouts comes to push or push comes to shouts then we have a whole holiday in africa absolutely where we can go and to uh, take what belongs to ours because uh, right here we have no people who are going to segregate us. Oh, hold, hold on, um, Apostle Bernard, please. I just want to say because I do my homework and I back up everything I say. South Africa is a majority. That's that's a black. That's a black uh, country. Country, but yet a small that small percent of um financial elites. They control that. They still run in the whole country. And, you, and would you like for me to tell you why? Right. Would you like for me to tell you why? The reason why they still, even though they have a black, um, you know, um, government, you know, the ANC and things like that, and they've been in power for 20 years, and they still hasn't did anything about trying to um, uh, get back that land, land reform. But yet, you know, they pass laws about, you know, gay marriage for, um, it's two gay uh, preachers. They married each other. Did you know about that? Yeah, that's, that's, that's horrible. But, but yet when it comes down to, um, land, um, reform, they want to drag their feet. That's because the financial elites over there in Africa, they, they privatize a lot of those companies. So, 
you know, um, that's how come they can still discriminate. So that's how come, you know, that's not cool. But I do like, I, I am going to be honest, I do like um, um, Malema, you know, from the EFL, Economic Freedom Fighters. I like him. Right. You know, even though I might not like, you know, uh, some of his messages, messages, how he's saying things, but I still agree with what he's trying to say that, you know, we need to get our land back because that's for melanated people. That's our, that's our land. That's our promised land. So anyway, anyway, any, yes, anyway, I do want to share this part with you too. Willie Lynch mentality is geared toward black Americans, but um, the people that's on the continent, they have a colonized mentality. So it's the same thing. So my thing is, um, Apostle Bernard, if I, look, if I'm unable to uh, get um, black Americans or African Americans to, you know, be on my management team, it's no problem. That's why I'm reaching out to the global. Hey, that's why I'm reaching out to the global black family. I'm reaching out to African immigrants such as yourself. I'm willing to reach out to um, Afro um, Caribbeans, Afro Europeans, Afro um, Canadians, Afro Latinos. So I'm willing to work with y'all. So that way we can get this ball rolling. Because I don't have another 28 years to waste. Yeah. So that's that's what that's where my energy that's where my energy is uh, focused right now is trying to do this film, generate capital from there, and do everything which I have written in that book. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, we have on the line Missionary Quinn. Uh, Missionary Quinn, uh, can you tell my listeners a little bit about yourself and then tell them your perspective about my um, video? Okay, I am um, Dr. Quinn. I'm from Michigan. I'm a social worker, a teacher, a mother, a um, advocate, uh, educator, uh, and I trust in the Lord. Amen. Okay, so what's your perspective about the um, video, please? Okay, I just think that people really need to get their hearts and their minds ready and just allow the Holy Spirit to really just lead and guide them. It is an extremely difficult time right now. There's a lot of wrong going on right now in the world. And I think that uh, that you're onto something and you're bringing awareness, especially to black communities. Um, it's a critical moment. It's it's not political. It's spiritual. It's it's about human lives, and we need like time to process this pain. And I think that your book and even putting it in a film will help and allow um, for this pain to be processed. Amen. Is there anything else you wanted to say? Well, um, you've mentioned quite a few things, and I, I think that if we just go down the list of systemic injustice, we, we can understand where you're coming from and how you plan to uh, be a part of the solution. I mean, it's, this isn't new. I mean, from 1619, uh, I mean, this is like hundreds of years old. 
black and brown people have been in bondage 244 years of legal slavery. It's important to talk about this. But not only that, you're putting it in a book and you're talking about putting it on film. So this is this is just another way for people to feel and get the images in their mind. Slavery wasn't legal. Oh, just a moment. Just a moment, missionary. Um, it was legal here in America. I mean, yes, sir. I'm sorry. So it was legal, but it wasn't just. Oh, of course. It wasn't, wasn't just. And it, so that kind of just contradicts and, and, and All right, um, can you uh, repeat what you just said, please? Okay, so I'm going to go back and say slavery was legal, but it wasn't just. It, it wasn't, they used the Bible to justify even beating slaves. And Jesus came and shed his blood to make us equal. The Bible is all about being, being equal and having um, equal access to the Father. Like we're heirs, we joint heirs with equal access. And there is, I mean, we even look at our, the, the history of the black, black and brown people. There's documentation that says that we were property. We're, we weren't even 100% human. Yes. And no, no one wants to talk about that pain. Oh, I said that, I said that on my video. Yeah, because, you know, they say that, yeah, that's in the Constitution that, you know, yes, yeah, it, it says every, that all men are created equal, but if you read further down, it would say that uh, black people are three-fourths human. That's correct. And so, again, we, we have to really go back and process this and dismantle this so that they can understand why we keep saying black lives matter. It's not that all lives don't matter, but black lives is on fire right now. We matter right now. We're taking a stand right now, so it is our lives that matter right now. And they don't want to talk about it because they don't want to deal with this the pain that we're feeling, and they don't want to uh, really see the truth. But if you go from, uh, you really got to go, from Genesis to Revelation to to see how this even ties in with um, with God. I mean, He made us. So to say, you know, historically, white people would say, "I don't see color." They they would say that as a way to to try to say, "I'm not trying to hurt you, but I don't see color." Well, if you don't see color, you don't see me. Well, well, just a moment, um, missionary uh, plan. I do want to jump in here. I just want to say this is what I talk about in my book as well. And, you know, I don't want to let me know when you, uh, you know, when you're ready to call it a night because I don't want to hold you up too long. But I'm grateful for this opportunity. First of all, um, the financial. First of all, I want to even go back even further than that. We as black people, we have a 
option now. And the Lord has been putting this in my heart to try to uh, encourage our people to look at that option. That option is to for us to, um, we're going to have to um, build up our economic base. First of all, we're not going to get reparations because, you know, yes, our people have been in this country for 400 years. You know, our ancestors are the ones that built this country and they still don't want to give us reparations. And when I say they, I, re I refer to the uh, the financial elites, those are the people that's causing all of the, this mayhem throughout the world. Because uh -huh. they're the ones that control um, the finances. They control mega um, corporations. And they control Africa. But that's where um, the Lord is putting in my heart. I mean, I don't understand why our people want to keep fighting. They say they want to just stay here and keep fighting. Now, we've been marching for 52 years here in this country. And we still, and, and a four-legged dog has more protection under the law than an unarmed black man or unarmed black woman. So I'm like, look, uh, brothers and sisters, what we need to do is um, pull our, um, we have to practice group economics. But the hardest part about what's going on with uh, our people this day and age is that a lot of our people are has become Americanized. That's one, and a lot of our people are um, are going through this Willie Lynch mentality, even within my family members. And that Willie and that and that and that Willie Lynch Tim, um, sorry, that Willie Lynch mentality is I got mine, you get yours. So they don't care about what's going on. I mean, people that's in our own racial group, they don't care about what's going on. So if we don't, right, so if we, so that's how come the road cops, they take advantage of that situation and say, oh, it's okay to kill, you know, uh, an unarmed black person because there's no consequences. Well, I, I, I know it's like, much, it's just so much deeper than, than that now. I mean, because when you start adding other things in, like, uh, like you said, the Willie Lynch mentality, but there is a lot of racial injustice that has caused mental health issues and people are suffering from trauma and they're afraid. And I think that is why some of our own family members don't even get on the floor because of the mental construct that has been embedded in every in everything okay i understand what you're saying i'm just saying it the, the hardest part is you know i mean i'm not in a position to up and leave because if i if i was i would but i would i would before i cut and run i want to try to do something to help my um brothers and sisters that's trapped here in chicago in the um you know in the inner city ghettos because mm -hmm. they're the the urban terrorists is killing a lot of our people too just like the um, white supremacists. So it's, it's, it's sad on both ends. But especially our own people. I agree. And I think we have the right idea. And we, we, we will have to tear it all down and rebuild the foundation. Just like they were saying, why were they tearing up uh, uh, Minnesota? Why were they tearing it up? It wasn't ours anyway. We didn't own any of that. But they tore down the foundations, and if and and if they want to say something about it, 
It was built on the backs of black folks. So they just tearing up their own stuff. But but I, I am going to um, just um, say this, too, about what you're saying. It's also um, other groups that's not even black that's coming in there that's, you know, they're hide, hiding behind, you know, the protesters and tearing up the black community. So that's the stuff I don't like. I'm in favor of, you know, peaceful protesting. You know, just like our grandparents did during the civil rights era. That was positive of the, the Montgomery um um, bus boycott that was positive and it had an economic um condition on that too it was and that helped in that helped in yeah that helped in um jim crow too in the south but then we also had Delta x that came and said by any means necessary let's we take this back and rebuild <laughs> i understand but what i'm trying to say about about that stuff is that long as we as black people live here in America we're gonna always be under the those people the financial elites because they control um, the laws basically even though we have a lot of black people that's in we had a black president and he didn't do anything to really help the black community instead he went out of his way to help you know uh, advance the gay agenda as well as help um, protect illegal immigrants we don't have we don't have a um, sanctuary city. Well, let's say in all fairness, he inherited a mess. Mm-hmm, that's true. And so, and the, the only thing I can say is when I turn uh, to page 44, I see a black face like mine. And that's the only face that's in the book. So I, I have to uh, support and stay on that side because that's the closest thing that I'm ever going to get right now to heaven. Uh, uh, equity. We we are not the controllers of the laws. We don't have the corporations, and we're not at the top, and we're not at the table. But I'm hoping to see, with all the things that's going on now, even with the blackouts and the days that we're gonna uh, withhold our money and start putting our money in our black neighborhoods and in our black banks and having our own. And, and owning our own corporation, I'm looking forward to this thing turning around. Uh, okay, I, 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 I'm for that as well, but how come our people don't want to focus on, too, um, doing business on the continent? Because you know what? Now now the uh, Asians, they're um, trying to become the new um, um, colonizers. Huh. And and. Yeah, because I, hey, I do my research and, you know, this is um, my show. You know, I reach out to, you know, the global black family. I want us to all connect with each other. The financial elites want us to be separate, you know, be apart and all that. But I want us to unite. That's how that's the only way that we can defeat this white supremacy. And white supremacy is evil, as far as I'm concerned. It's pure evil, and yeah, they call, I don't know, the Ku Klux Klan, they say that they're Christians. How are you a Christian and you're up here killing um, an innocent person? That's correct. And plus, we didn't ask to come here to your country in the first place. But um, Africa belongs to us. That's um, for melanated people, and you know, that's where I want to um, eventually get my uh, Christian business over there. But I have to start it here where I'm at right now in the um, in Chicago, 
And I hate to tell you this, missionary, I have to be real with you. I don't have no support at all from nobody here in my city. I've been pushing my vision for um, over 15 years. After 15 years that um, God put in my heart to write the vision and make it plain. And that's what I did in my revised book. And that's still barely selling. And so I say Satan is a liar. What I'm going to do, I take it to the next level. And that's to turn, turn my book into a film. I went to film school. I learned the ins and outs of um, being a producer and a um, director. And that's where I, my mindset is at right now at this day, um, time in the um, at, at, at this point in time. But the problem now is this um, corona coronavirus. Yeah. Oh my goodness! It's just always one thing after another, you know. But I'm gonna do the best that I can to get my message out, and this is why I created my, you know, my online groups. This is why I'm online. Um, this is why I'm reaching out to people such as yourself and others to network and to eventually move from behind this computer and turn my groups into a real um, business. Well, I want to encourage you to just stay focused and with the heads and not the tails. And I know that this is going to be a resource and it's going to be a blessing to people. And it is going to be a part of rebuilding and taking back um, ownership. It's, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. Oh, thank you. Now, um, is, is there anything else that you would like to add to this conversation? Um, no, I just want to, like I said, um, encourage you to hang in there and uh, keep on reaching out. And uh, we're just going to continue to be warriors and be a trust in the Lord. And we're going to put actions behind our word. We're going to uh, put our money back into our community. Uh, we're going to help pull each other up. 